Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Reading Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and tonight I'm joined by Matt Llewellyn and our guy, Mike Andrews of Nothing But Niners. We got a hell of a show planned. This is kind of an emergency show, obviously, with all of the Debo Samuel news. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you. Requesting a trade? What's going on here? How did you initially react when this report dropped this morning from Jeff Darlington? Well, I, I was on my way to a baseball game today. Um, shout out to the Padres. They won 6 nothing. Um, But, yeah, it was a straight blow-up. I wasn't expecting to um, – you know, we'd heard some rumblings, right? But it was from, all right, who's this source? I don't know who this is. But then Jeff Darlington picked it up. Ian Rappaport picked it up. Adam Schefter picked it up. At that point, you're like, all right, there's definitely something here. Um, we'd saw the – instagram comment or like or post or whatever it was from debo's brother that was like oh my brother asked for a trade we didn't know what to make of it and then it comes out i first of all i just want to say i want to caution everybody if if you're my age probably mike's age not zach's age he's a young gun but if you're our age you know that when you're 25 years old you don't necessarily handle a situation in the best way right off the jump You know what I mean? Mistakes will be made. Things get out that you don't want to get out. Whatever, whatever. My thing is, I'll just say this right off the bat that I've always said. I'm about the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. If Debo doesn't want to get here, he can go. You can be gone. What I really think this is, though, is that he's trying to leverage himself into a higher salary. I think the 49ers have offered him something that he doesn't like. And he's trying to get real with them and say, look, if you don't give me what I want and you don't change the way that I'm being used, then I want to get out of here. And from a certain aspect, I get it. I'm all about players getting their money. I'm all about them trying to maximize their value. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to be on the 49ers, then I couldn't care less. You can go because, I mean, the 49ers traded Joe Montana, right? Like the 49ers don't give a shit. You know, if you don't want to be here, they'll get rid of you. And I'd rather, I honestly, I'd rather them, if they're going to trade him, do it before the draft. And preferably package Jimmy Garoppolo's bum ass with him too. So <laughs> get, get them both out of here. 
Um, no, but honestly, it's it's one of those things where a player's trying to get his money. He's overvaluing his leverage, which we can go into later because I don't think Debo has any leverage whatsoever, despite some people saying he does. He has none. Um, it, it, he's trying to get his. He saw what Kyler Murray did, and he was like, mm, that kind of seems like a good idea. We're in the TikTok generation. We're in the generation where people like, this is the whatever, whatever challenge. In the NFL, it seems like it's the scrub my social media of all my team stuff challenge to try to get my money. And that's fine. You can go about it that way. But if the 49ers really wanted to be petty, they could ruin his shit real quick. So I'm for Debo getting what he wants. But I think a lot of this is him chirping, trying to let the 49ers know, hey, what you're offering me is not good. Right. And instead of directly and maturely handling it with the team, maybe he's taking it in a way that is good for him, but it's not necessarily the most business-like way to go about it. Um, not the way that some other people go about it. Particularly, you know, and this has nothing to do, I just want to say this right off the bat, This is we're talking about people, we're not talking about anything else other than that. But when you see Cooper Cup coming out and say, like, I don't give a care, I, I don't give a shit if I'm the highest paid receiver or not, I want to win. Right. That's that's a certain way to go about it. Debo's going about it in a different way. I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong, but in the eyes of some people, they might flock to one or the other. In terms of professionality, I think that you would kind of need to lean towards the Cooper Cup way of doing things. But I'm not saying that Debo's wrong in what he's doing. It's just different. And this becomes an issue as we get closer to the draft. What are the 49ers going to do? Do they now have a hole at wide receiver that they got to fill? So there's a lot of moving parts here, and it's really interesting. Mike, what do you take on this? Man, it's 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 a lot going on now. The thing is, uh, we uh, we we kind of briefly discussed this on Sunday, I believe it was, right, Zach? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the official request for a trade, he tried to even walk that back which was something else that we discussed, the, the walkbacks, right? But, Matt, you said something that I found super interesting. It's like he saw Kyler, Kyler Murray do it and said, hey, let me try this. That blew up the same reaction that the 49er fans are having right now is what the reaction of the Cardinals fans was at that time. And Niner fans were laughing at him. So if you're going to use social media as a weapon, you should at least have a pulse on how the fan base that you're trying to appeal to is going to respond to what you're doing. We clown Kyler Murray. We clown him for what he did. And then you turn around and you want to sit here and say, hey, you know what? Let me try that same thing. It's, it's nuts. And then I will say this. I'm not sure who's running Debo's account. I don't know if you guys have pictures of the tweets or everything like that. But in his defense, uh, it, he said something about I don't reporters. think it's him. Yeah, he said reporters or are, are jobs is to make up stories. The only people who know the truth are at Tony, whatever, and Debo Samuel. Why would he refer to himself as Debo Samuel in a tweet that he's posting? But I'll tell you what, if someone else is running your stuff, tell them to stop liking you in the freaking Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Like, you could have done it for multiple teams. It already pissed people off when you liked the, the Dolphins one, right? But that's an AFC team. Haha, kind of fun, kind of cute. Mike McDaniel's over there. We can find you an excuse. When you like a picture with C.D. Lamb and you edit it into it in a Cowboys jersey, there's, only, there's two teams that the 49er fan base hate the most, and it's the Cowboys and the Seahawks right now. You can't do that. You can't – like, it is – it's socially irresponsible. I don't even know if that's a real term, but if you're doing it on social media, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying – I like it. It's, it's socially irresponsible. How can you sit there and say, 
yeah, man, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'll, like me. I'll tell you this too. If you really want to end up with Dallas with Dak Prescott and a shitty defense, like I'll pack your bags for you, bro. Because that ain't gonna get you anywhere. The Cowboys yeah. have been irrelevant for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the thing about all this too, Mike, going back to him liking that post. What bugs me is you can't tell me fans have been flooding his mentions with jersey swaps with X team, you know, and the one that he happened to see and like was him in a Cowboys jersey. It's like, come on, you knew the reaction I was going to get from the from 49ers fans. Real quick, Zach, I hate I hate to bust you in. I feel like this needs to be said too, just because we're like a show that keeps it real or whatever. Like, if you're the type of person though, because I know he came out and said it. If you're the type of person that's sending death threats or like racist shit, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. fuck off with that. Like, that goes beyond whatever, whatever. This, listen, it's a football game, right? Players change teams. It is what it is. You love your team, whatever. Don't be a scumbag. Don't be a scumbag. Straight up, offer it. That doesn't even need to be said after this. Like, we just, we want to get that out of the way right off the bat. If you're doing that, you're garbage and you don't, you don't belong in this fan base. Yeah, 100%. Go ahead, um, Zach. Yeah, yeah. That aside, he understands how that would settle with the fan base, how that would kind of rile everyone up. And that was the one jersey swap he liked. I just thought that was a little intentional. Also, he liked the two reports that he was requesting a trade. And then he comes out, like Mike said, you know, reporters, their job is to make stories, only me. And he named his agent and the 49ers know the truth. Well, you were the source, Debo. So if three people know the truth and one of those three people tells the reporter, logically speaking, that reporter now knows the truth as well. So I really just don't understand how he's trying to say that the reporter was off base or didn't know what they were talking about when he's the source for the reporter. Um, Devil's advocate. I could see how Jeff Darlington, if Debo was like, hey, man, the 49ers made me an offer. I don't like it. And I told them, if you're going to use me in the way that I'm going to get hit a bunch and you're not going to pay me for that, then I don't want to be here. I could see how a reporter would spin that into Debo requested a trade. Just just to be fair, just to play devil's advocate, just to be like transparent with what Debo could be thinking. I do think that that is definitely a possibility because reporters have done way worse than that. Which is, Which fair, is fair, 100%. Go ahead, Mike. This comment that you just clicked on. That's what Debo pulling an Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. The oh. one you just click. Debo pulling an Aaron Rodgers. Debo doesn't have the equity that Aaron Rodgers has. Aaron Rodgers has that entire state by the balls because they, they don't have anything else to cheer for. You can't pull that in San Francisco, specifically California, if we're talking state to state, right? You can't do that. You, 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 haven't, you don't have multiple MVPs. You don't have a Super Bowl MVP. Like, you can't do that, bro. You don't. You're not Aaron Rodgers, so it it's just it it doesn't make any sense. Someone needs to advise him different, and I love the way the Niners have stepped back and made it very clear. They they called up Adam Schefter. Hey, do me a favor, tweak this out real quick. Let people know that we were willing to make him an offer. That we've tried making him offers. Let people know that we would sign him today if he wanted to. He doesn't want to. He's the one being difficult. And Schefter gets right to it and posts it right away. The Niners are saying, "All right, you wanted this war. Here you go." Have at it in front of everybody like you've been doing the entire time. It's not going to bode well for the fan base. I can't tell you how many people I have seen say trade him or people who say, damn, I just bought this stupid T-shirt for Debo. Like people are regretting buying merch with you on it. You went from the darling eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, you were the man. He gave it his all. You know, it's a shame that we couldn't 
score more points. Like Debo's the man. You've been the hero of this franchise on offense for three years. And you just threw it all away in eight weeks. It's incredible. I've never seen a slide so quick before in my entire life. It's and the and the difference is when you look at people getting paid. I mean, the 49ers are willing to pay people. George Kittle got paid. Fred Warner got paid. But guess what? You never heard a peep out of George Kittle. You never heard a peep out of Fred Warner. You they went about their business. They worked with it behind the scenes. They didn't get loose on social media. And that's one of the downsides to social media is it's so easy to just step on your own dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just <laughs> I hate to use that term, but it's like. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's just like you're in your own way. If you just stay off social media and you work with the team, the team wants to sign you. OK, so the offer that they gave you isn't what you want. This is called a negotiation. The first thing that they give you is not the only thing they're going to give you. Bingo. Work with your agent. Come back to the team. Start hashing stuff out. And you can you can work on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who's to say if he's worried about his usage as like this gadget wide back player? Who's to say that if Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, that they don't have to use him as a gadget so much? Mm-hmm. You well, know, that- part of me thinks that he wants to get his value now because if he sees that Trey Lance is a good player and Trey Lance can spray it around, then maybe the underneath stuff isn't quite as important as it was to Debo Samuel and maybe Brandon Ayuk, who is faster and a better route runner becomes more involved in the offense. And so he's thinking down the line, like, uh Oh, if I don't get mine now, then I might become a little less valuable to this team. And that can affect me in the future. There's a lot of moving parts to this. I don't want to say one way or another, but I, I respect him trying to go and get his money, but this really needed to stay in house. This team, this regime, since Jim Harbaugh and Trent Baalke left, they don't leak, right? Everything is behind the scenes. And now it, the 49ers aren't leaking. They put out specifically, like Mike said, hey, let the world know. We'll sign him today if he wants to sign, but he just won't engage with us. Now you're making Debo look petulant. Now you're making Debo look immature. And now the fan base is like, well, if he doesn't want to be here, get gone. And that's how I feel. It's like, if you don't want to be here, I don't want to malcontent, right? Like you can, you can, you know, OBJ, he left, you know, whoever, whoever they left. It, it is what it is, right? Like the team will be, less they'll be less talented because he's gone but they'll be okay in the long run you know but it's one of those things just work just work with the team yep absolutely I, and the, so, the, the thing about the, the wide back or him not wanting to play running back also i even think that that's part of the negotiation because if you consider yourself a running back it's gonna this is what we saw seven eight oh, damn it might have been 12 years ago maybe uh with was it that long uh, Jimmy Graham and the Saints. Mm-hmm. I line up wide way more than I line up tight as a tight end because they see the the difference, the, the 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 mass amount of money that the average is for a wide receiver yeah. versus a running back, a wide receiver versus a tight end. So I'm not mad at those guys for saying, "Hey, this is how you use me," but I'm really a wide receiver in Debo's case. This is how you use me. I'm as a as a wide receiver not a tight end. So I'm not mad at them for trying to separate how they're used when it's time to negotiate, but don't sit here and say you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a video of you out there saying, hey, as long as I can get the ball in my hands, that's all I care about. I don't care how they do it. You said that at the Pro Bowl with everybody watching. Those were your words. No one forced you to say that. You said it so hard and you were so happy to say it. Both your dimples were showing with your big ass smile. You showed all 32. You know what I'm saying? All your teeth were showing. You were smiling so hard. 
as long as I get the ball in my hands, I like it. Now all of a sudden, I I, I don't know, I don't like being used. Yeah, not to mention, by the way, it, I didn't come up with wide back. Who came up with wide back? Debo Samuel came up Pretty with sure wide he back. Yep. He was the one that coined the position. He's the one that's hanging his hat on that for his value. But then he's like, I don't want to do the thing that actually boosted my value. I want to just be a wide receiver. Well, if you just want to be a wide receiver, I'm sorry, but you're not a particularly great route runner. You work a lot underneath. You don't go deep. Like part of the thing was we can get you in space and you can you can do some stuff. But if you're not doing the gadget stuff, that actually hurts your value. So you know what I mean? Like my my whole take on this too is that there you go. Joey's got it right. Yeah, he sells shirts on his website, shirts, but not wanting to be that anymore is hilarious. It's talking out of both sides of your mouth, right? Pay me my money for the stuff that I did, but not the stuff that I'm not going to do anymore, right? And by the way, the stuff that I only did for one season, I doubled my production in my previous two seasons in one, and now I want to get paid like I'm a top five wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it is. I mean. Again, and as a, and as a I receiver, respect the hustle, but I don't respect the way that he's going about the hustle. And as a receiver, you lead the team and league in drops. So, I mean, come on, bro. Like, don't, don't, you, this is, this is gonna, this is, this is getting, and not even up. like hard drops too, right? Like, like some pretty easy drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, my whole take in this is like Matt said, you want to factor in the fact that you do play essentially two positions into your contract negotiations moving forward, but then you're basically saying, but I don't want to do that anymore. That cuts your value in, at least by 15 to 20% right away. Because if you're telling me you don't want to be used the way we primarily used you the second half of the season and going into the playoffs, which made us extremely dangerous as an offense, that's how we got most of our work done. Why are we paying you as if we are going to continue using that? And also all of these teams that would be willing to throw however many picks and then on top of that sign Debo to how much money he wants, they're also thinking we're going to be able to use Debo the way he was just used this season. Prior to this year, you can't tell me there would be more than two to three teams out there chomping at the bit to acquire Debo Samuel. Don't get me wrong, he was a great player, but he was kind of thought of as a gadget-type receiver who couldn't have not hasn't I shouldn't say could has not taken that step to be a wide receiver one and then he has this breakout year just like Matt said and then all of a sudden it's like well I want to get paid as if I've been doing it this whole time that's the difference to me between Debo Samuel and AJ Brown and even Terry McLaurin it, by the way it goes beyond just the gadget stuff it, it goes it speaks to not only does he not want to do what he had done before but He's being kind of, um, I hate to use this term, but he's being kind of a diva about it, right? Like we all know the quote earlier in the season when he was like, hey, if Trey wants to work with me, he can come to me. Yeah. That's not what BA's doing. And in my opinion, I've always felt BA is faster. He's the better route runner. I think that Debo's reading the writing on the wall and says, if Jimmy's not here, then maybe BA gets more shine. Maybe George Kittle's going to get more shine because. You know, the tight end is the young quarterback's best friend in terms of, of, of safety valve. But beyond that, maybe it's going to be Brandon Ayuk who can get open, this and this and that. Um, you know, for me, it, it's one of those things where he's over, like, he, he's just playing this the wrong way. Yeah. You know? And then you have this thing. He's, got, he's saying he doesn't want to run anymore, right, or whatever. 20% mm -hmm. of your production 
total scrimmage yards came from that part that you're saying you don't want to do. Cool. That's just 20%. You still would have had 1,300 yards, right? But then you had 60% of your touchdowns come that way. Yet eight rushing touchdowns, only six receiving. So he only has 10 receiving touchdowns in three years. That's my point. That's And he had eight in one year when Kyle decides to put the ball in your hands as a running back. You should be thanking Kyle and saying, hey, let's make this thing work. Right. And as much as I give prop, I hate to give props to a, a an in-division foe, the fact that Cooper Cup comes out and goes, I don't care if I'm the top paid receiver, I just want to win, that cuts Debo out at the knees. Because I hate, uh, like, as much as it's going to hurt 49ers fans, as a wide receiver, Cooper Cup is better than Debo Samuel. I hate to say it, but he is. It's like, true. He, he had 1,000-yard season with, with Jared Goff as his quarterback, bro. Like, come on now. Yeah. And then the other thing with that is you, the reason why Cup can say a statement like that comfortably is because he knows, like the 49ers, the Rams pay their top guys. The Niners pay their top guys. You are the top offensive weapon. You don't have to do this. This team has not shorted – this regime has not shorted anybody when it comes to getting paid. Anybody. Yep. You had an undrafted guy in 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 uh in, in um damn Bourne and Kendrick Bourne, they gave him millions. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. He was a wide receiver four and made millions with this team. Yeah. Rosen the only Moore, arguable guy would be would be DeForest Buckner, okay. but Buckner wanted like Aaron Donald money. And as good as Buckner was, he's not Aaron Donald. Like, let's yeah. just get that off but, rip. You know what I mean? Even, even with that, the Niners said, hey, for this salary, we can secure two other guys. It wasn't about right. It wasn't about not wanting to pay him. They right. they flat out said yeah. this was the worst and hardest thing we've had to do since we've been here. Yeah. We wanted to keep oh, Buck. He's a leader on and off the field. Like they said, everything that they wanted to. But for the money that he was going to get, we secured two other guys. And and, and for as much as they hammer on, as much as they hammer on Javon Kinlaw, if he comes back this year and balls out, nobody's going to be mad about it, right? You got Javon Kinlaw and BA for what what you would have paid for for DeForest Buckner. Um, Zach, put up Steve's comment. Yeah, I was just going to get to this. Is it possible that Diva watched Lance practice last year and think he's just not a good QB and wants out? I actually think it's the opposite. I think that if you're a guy like Debo that works primarily underneath, a bad quarterback is actually going to look for you more than if a quarterback can spray the ball around the field and go downfield because downfield is not what Debo does the best, right? There are better wide receivers on the 49ers, particularly BA, that can go down the field. Not to mention that Debo, who caught that piss missile against Houston? Who caught that? Debo Samuel did. He knows that Trey Lance can throw the ball. He knows that Lance can get him the ball when he wants to. That's not the issue. The issue is that if Trey Lance can run an offense the way that Kyle really wants to run an offense, they don't have to do all the bullshit motion and stick Debo in the backfield and do all this stuff to get him the ball because Lance is going to be able to spray it around the yard any which way, and that makes Debo less valuable, not more valuable. A bad quarterback makes Debo Samuel, who works underneath, more valuable in the offense. Mike, we were just talking about this on Sunday and how Debo Samuel likely had the best year he'll ever have, statistically speaking, overall rushing, receiving. And then he wants to kind of base his contract off of that, but then also say moving forward, he doesn't want to be used as much. And I've seen people tweet this out. He might be the first player who says, I want to be used less. I don't want to be have, I want to have less touches. 
it's very weird to see how this has kind of turned into. Uh, but my question for you is the reports coming out, Mike, are that he's not even willing to negotiate, that he's been kind of not responding to the 49ers. The 49ers have been willing to at least have the conversation and send out negotiation uh, amounts, and he's been unresponsive. Does that concern you the most? It does. It does. And for, you know, one, the Niners probably told him, hey, we're, we're, we're going to extend you, but it's not going to be right now. And so this is because that's not how the Niners operate. The extensions usually come in August or so. Right. And so if that's the case, Debo's thinking, well, damn, because if they get the white, the, damn, if they get the right wide receiver in the draft, they might not want to give me as much money. They could, Now they have more options. So he Debo's in a tough spot. Right. And so you have to separate the team's perspective versus his perspective. The draft is coming up. This is a very, very deep class for wide receivers. You have a quarterback now who's coming in who loves, like Matt said, to throw it all around the yard, left, right, center, deep, shallow, and everything in between. Right. You have this guy coming in here. And if the Niners can get the, the right, the correct wide receiver in the draft, then Debo's going to be like, damn, man, like they really might not need me. That's leverage. That's more leverage for the 49ers. So what he needs to do from his perspective, from the player's perspective, is kick up enough dust right now to get the contract before the draft. So I understand the logic in everything that he's doing. But what you can't do is piss off the fan base. That's been the bottom line. You can't, you can't do that. The Niners know you're negotiating. They're making offers, and you don't want to pick up the phone. They're sending your agent numbers, and he's saying, "Hey, if it's not the numbers we said, then don't don't even call me." Those are those, those, that's if it's not twenty five million, we don't want to hear it. Those are those are his words through someone else. Hey, we already requested a trade. His words through somebody else to somebody else's. You know, his brother and the the was it Palacero, who, whoever it was, mm-hmm. that posted the tweet today. So he he he's he's hurting himself so much. But I understand why you make the biggest deal or make the biggest, make the most noise right now. Okay. Okay. I understand. I I completely agree with that, by the way. Go ahead. I think that he's definitely doing like what Mike's saying. He's trying to get his value out before the draft. Because what happens if the 49ers turn around and pull a Miami? or pull a Cincinnati and they go, you know what? We're sitting here at the top of the second or in the second or whatever, man, Christian Watkins is on the board. It really worked for Jamar chase. It really worked for, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the Miami wide receiver. I'm I'm feeling so bad about Jalen Waddle. It worked for Waddle and Tua. Like, why don't we get Christian Watkins? Who's familiar with Trey Lance. Like we're working with that anyway. And now all of a sudden you have DA on the left side or whatever outside you have Watkins on the outside. And it's like, Oh, guess what? Debo, you work well underneath. You're a slot receiver. Now slot receivers don't get paid like that. I get it. I get it. I think that he is overestimating what kind of leverage he has. I don't think the team is a petty team. They they definitely, I don't think they do players like that. But if they wanted to, you draft Christian Watkins anyway. Debo's under contract. If they don't want to trade him, they'll go, we're not trading you. Right? Right. Debo Watson holds out of out training out. camp. Day one of training camp, they go, oh, Debo's holding out. Guess what? Now you're restricted free agent for 2022. Yep. Beyond that, now we're going to franchise you. You'll get a little bit of money, but we're going to tank your value. Yeah. 
because yeah, we're not no. going to use you as much. And when you hit the open market, you're not going to get nothing. And guess what we get? We get a comp pick for you. Mm-hmm. And we're yep. not even worried about it. But and real I quick, think, real quick, it's yes, Watson because I don't want us to draft Christian Watkins. It's Watson, like like Watson. Yeah, that's yeah. my bad. That's my no, bad. It's all good. I just you know I said the white receiver. You said Watkins. It's okay with <laughs> Watson. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's because you know, Sammy Watkins is on my mind because he went to Green Bay. Yeah. No. It's hey. Look, I know what I know. What's happening, man? It's, it's the happy juice. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. There are um, no laws when you're drinking the claws. <laughs> Protein shake. Um, so, yeah, Hunk Fat, how about the video of Debo on Instagram live saying the agent told him the Niners won't go above 20 per mil, twenty mil per year? Did you guys see this video? I think it was shared in the chat earlier, Matt. I don't know if you got a chance. Sure. I mean, I guess, but, like, I, for a wide receiver, I don't think you should. I agree 100%. I mean, Wait. listen, the market sets what the market sets, but like, you can't just independently go – Oh, Debo, you had a great season. Now we're going to make you the highest paid non-quarterback ever, like Debo Samuel is apparently asking for. I don't think that's I don't think that's good business. But you guys got to understand what's happening, right? Debo comes out and says, "I want the highest paid non-quarterback money ever." Niners say, "We're not going to go above 20." That's negotiations. That's what the, that's where we are. Right. That's like I said earlier, it's a negotiation. The first yes. offer is not the only offer. So you can't throw a hissy fit. If they told you $20 million is the first thing you heard, you got to know you're going to get more than that. By the way, that last comment Zach put up from Mark Cisneros is a poignant comment. Jacksonville fucked the market up by signing Christian Kirk to that deal. That, that was that was uh, Trent Baalke giving another to the Niners. That, that's exactly what that was. Baalke, Baalke that ACL'd the Niners. Yep, he sure did. And Again, he, he knew exactly. A guy who never got a 1,000-yard uh, season got that money. It is it's insane. Wild. It's what insane. was it like? Four for seventy-two for it, it was for too Kirk? Much. Too much. That's facts. <laughs> Mike, um, your point about negotiation—I totally agree because it does seem like the yeah four for seventy-two. That's Christian Kirk. It does seem like the 49ers said, "Here's our first offer," and Debo Samuel said, "Nope." Blocked the number, and then now is like, "I'm not taking a call from them, and I want to trade." And the Niners are like. Yo, this is how this works. Like, we go kind of back and forth on this. And I know it's not Debo directly. It's his agent. But it is weird. And you can't tell me it's a coincidence that the same agent that manages Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin, all three receivers entering contract years, all three receivers in the same position, the other two have yet to request trades. But it's looking like they're kind of pulling the same card. I mean, A.J. Brown took the shit out of his Twitter, just like Debo did on his Instagram. Looks like they're going down the same path. You can't tell me this is not at the of the agent. Yeah, and by the way, can I just say it's no wonder, but Debo Samuel out of those three three wide receivers has the worst statistical background. McLaurin has better he, stats. And, AJ Brown definitely has better stats. Yep. McLaurin's a two time thousand yard receiver, and his rookie season he had nine nine nineteen. Like Debo had a 380 yard season last uh, the year before this one and had 802 his rookie year. So like he blew up this season, but the other two have been consistently just on top of it from day one. Yeah. And uh, whether it be from, you know, on field production or injuries, it still counts. That's what you did in those seasons. You can't ignore the injury part. That's the right. something that, that that's exactly. And I'm sorry. Like, I don't, 
I'm not going to say dude's name, but we all know who he is. But to insinuate that the 49ers or the fan base doesn't want to pay Debo because of his injury history, because he's black and they don't want to, and they will pay Nick Bosa because he's white. That's some bullshit, dude. Like, yeah. no, no, that, no, no, that's no. crazy. That's crazy. Debo Samuel's been injured since, since South Carolina. We mm-hmm. all know that. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa got injured at Ohio State. We both mm-hmm. know that. But you can't tell me that edge rusher is a less premium position than wide receiver. When we saw what happened when o- Odell Beckham got injured in Cleveland and the team got better when he wasn't there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, it's it's different. Minus the fact that also, why are we talking about Debo? Because Debo was a second-round pick. He doesn't have a fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Nick has a fifth-year option. We can option his ass and push and kick the can down the road. Like, that's not even an issue. So, like, I get that there's, like, a lot of bullshit out in the world and people judge people for things that they can't control, you know, characteristics. Like, you're born with your skin tone. Like, listen, there's definitely racism out there. I don't think this yeah. is the one. 100%. So anyone, it, you know, trying to insinuate that, it, that's just low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. They're not doing their due diligence. Uh, no, absolutely. Real that, quick. Absolutely. That's correct. It's, it's it's DK. Uh, the agent does not manage Terry as well. It's DK that he manages. Right. I mean, yeah, DK yeah. has better stats than Debo too. That's not even close. Does he? He does. does he? I don't. I didn't know that. All right. But to to Zach's other point, right? Zach asked about you know is the agent advising these guys? Right. The agent also represented somebody else who got the biggest contract for a corner, and that's Denzel Ward. Right. Did you see Denzel Ward doing all this bullshit that nope. D, that that he's doing now? Nope. So why? If this is the, the, the word of the agent, and I do believe that this is public negotiations, right? I do believe that the agent has a lot to do with this. But if that's the case, why would the agent take one story and successfully say, hey, look what I just did for this guy. Let's do the exact opposite for all three of these positions here. When you know that wide receivers are looked at as divas the moment they start kicking up. That is the most sensitive position in the NFL. It is, it's it's not my opinion. This is like common knowledge that people call wide receivers divas. You can't say, let me do this for this guy, and then have these other guys do this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, learn Debo should be like, hey, yo, my man, like, I hear you. I understand you wanted me to do this. One, it's not working in my favor. Put some 49er shit back in my in my profile, please, somewhere, anywhere. You know, look at what it did for Denzel. If Debo were to come out tomorrow. And say, I want to be a Niner, but for the right price, everybody would forgive everything. If right. he did that tomorrow, everybody would forgive everything. I've been going about this the wrong way, but we are we are in negotiations. I was doing what I needed to do. We'll see how it ends up. He could still get traded. He could get the extension, whatever. But the fans won't regret buying your shirt that says Wideback. <laughs> right. You you hit it on the head. Like, everybody makes mistakes. Maybe he didn't go about this the right way, but all he has to do is go, you know what? I was just trying something to get mine, but I want to be here. I love this team. I love this fan base, whatever, whatever, this and this and that. You know, there are professional ways to go about this, and you're spot on with the Denzel Ward extension. It's one of those things where it's like, you didn't, I, I know Denzel Ward was about to get extended for that money. And then you hear, oh, shit, 5-105. Okay. But the fact that Debo's going about it the way that he's going about it, I feel like actually hurts his value rather than helps his value. It doesn't yeah. help him to be in a situation where he's like, 
you know, making all this noise and wants to get signed for all this money when the notion is already out there that wide receivers are divas and you're looking at it from a perspective of, well, here's another guy that's, you know, completely dependent on a quarterback, by the way, to get the ball and be effective. But he's he's going to say, oh, well, I'm the most important. I need to get mine beyond what whatever, whatever. I'm not thinking about the team. You know, right. as we said earlier, George Kittle didn't make didn't make noise. Fred Warner never said a peep. Right? They went about their Eric business. Armstead. Got paid. There's other Eric, guy, Armstead. Eric Armstead is, a, is is top five in his position. Right? Fuck Trent Williams, number one at his position as far as salary. Right? They went out and did it for Kyle Juszczyk, number one at his position. Like the team plays players, they pay these guys. You, we cannot say that this is a cheap organization. We are not. I'm willing to bet that the 49ers have more top five paid players on their team than any other team in the entire NFL. I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that with anybody without looking any of those numbers up. I mean, I'll, I'll say it right now. Anybody that tries to say the 49ers are cheap, just see Jarek McKinnon's contract and what his production was. Come on, man. When they want you, they want you, bro. And they refuse. Car- to Cargo plane made a bunch of money off this team. You know what I mean? Like Kyle Juszczyk. That dude averages like two touches a game, and he's been the highest paid fullback for like five years now. Exactly. Because the 49ers are just like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The it's, money it's, is the money, right? We all know Kansas City, the Rams, like they've proven the salary cap is a myth. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. If you want to sign people, you will find a way to sign people. That's just how it goes. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with everything. And by the way, about. for the people that are like trading Debo would be the end of the world. Y'all need to realize Kansas City is still going to be good next year. It, it doesn't matter that Tyreek Hill is not on that team. Because guess what? They drafted a dude that might not be Tyreek Hill, but that is still pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got and they better look at the free agents that they got over there also, by the way. They picked up some yeah. good free agents in oh, wide receiver right. position as well. Thanks. Like, right. the, the, listen, it is much easier to replace a wide receiver than it is to replace probably any other position on the field other than running back. Right, other because, back. listen, and more than any other position, the wide receiver position is completely dependent on the quarterback. Not, not just the quarterback. That is the one position on the field that is completely dependent on the other 11, I mean, 10 guys out there at the same time. Because if, if everyone else runs the wrong route, you got a cluster in the middle of the field or where you are. Absolutely. Everything to go their way for them to be successful. Running backs don't necessarily. You get what I'm saying? Um, the other thing that I wanted to say really quick, I have a – hold on, where'd it go? Oh, I, talk, I, I said the thing about Denzel Ward. I don't know if, if Zach heard that already. It should be following in that. But when you look at what Debo is doing, like I said, I, I can understand why it's all happening. He he has to do something like some self-reflecting, and he needs to be honest with himself. And I'm not saying he needs to post it. You can do this behind the scenes even because this is what the Niners do for people. They care about the players. I don't care what anybody says. They tried and tried and tried with uh, my man Ruben Foster. Behind the scenes, they were working. They hired people to, st- to stick with him and keep this guy out of trouble, please. They did anything they could before letting him go, right? You look at... All the situations. Look at what they did for uh, Navarro Bowman, right? When they drafted Foster, Bowman's like, I'm not teaching this guy shit. That's not what I'm here for. You know, look at my resume. I'm me. He banged his chest. Okay, Niners said, well, fine. You want out? We'll find a trade, someone to trade you with, right? They, they get a trade offer that they want to accept with the New Orleans Saints. And you know what he said? Hey, I don't want to go to that team. He was under contract. The Niners owed him nothing. You know what they did? They ripped up the trade offer and said, hey, you want to be let go? We'll let you go. They care about Alden Smith. The players. 
How many chances did Alden Smith get with this team? Come on, man. They care about their players, bro. And so for him to sit here and act like that, that we are somehow offending him, well, I'm saying we, to, to act like the Niners are offending him, it's wrong. And you're not going to convince anybody. You're not going to convince any logical person about that. No one. I mean, listen, just look at what they're doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. They could have dumped his ass anywhere they wanted to after, <laughs> after the, whatever his, when his, uh, the new league year, when his trade, uh, no trade clause expired. They could have put him anywhere. They could have got anything. But they said specifically, we want to work with Jimmy to set him up for success. Like, yeah. that's what they do. And that's why I love this team. That's why I'm such a fan of this team is no matter what, they try to do the best that they can. Do they always do it the right way? No, but nobody does, right? Like, this is this is business. This is sports. This is, There's mistakes made every day, right? It, it is what it is. But the one thing that you can't say is that the 49ers blatantly disrespect players, coaches, whatever. They try to go about their business the right way. They try to do it the right way. You know, people always bang on, like, Hey, why are you pro organization? Why aren't you worried about the players or whatever? I love the players. I want the players to get as much as they can, but there's a right and a wrong way to go about things. And this is not the right way to go about it. It's the same way that I felt when Raheem Mostert had a good playoff run and then held the team up for money in the preseason. I was like, this is some bullshit. (laughs) You sign. No, you signed that contract. You signed that three year deal coming off being cut by eight teams. You had a good, you had a fantastic playoff run, right? Then you you help hold the team up for money. They give you the money. Then your ass is hurt for the next two years. I'm out though. But the, all right, I'm going to shoot Raheem Mostert some bail because the, he didn't make a penny more than what he was going to make. The issue was that he had nothing guaranteed. So his contract value was the exact same amount, but they could have cut him and he would have got nothing. He just said, "Hey, my salary is my salary. I just want some guarantees in here because." Raheem Mostert and Debo, George Kittle, they all know that we're prone for injuries. So let me get some kind of guarantee. I just had a baby. Like the story was all out there on Front Street. So even when Mostert did it, I know I understand the outrage from the faithful and everything. Like I I, honestly, I I understand it. But he didn't say, hey, if you guys are going to name me the starter, which they did at that time, if you're going to name me the starter, then I want to rework my deal because – I'm explosive. I'm this. I'm that. I want new money. He he never asked for a new penny. Not one penny more than what he already had. He was like, just give me some guarantees. Let's work some injury guarantees in here. That's why I don't completely talk shit about him. That's fine. Right. <laughs> My <laughs> issue is it became a public thing where it's just like now it's out in the domain, and now how many games did he play after that? Nine. I don't, know if he hit nine. <laughs> I don't even know if he hit nine. Bro. You might be a nice. I think he hit like maybe six. Right in two years, like he's like, hey, give me some guarantees. Now let me mix. Now let me miss friggin' what is it? What is it? Thirty? I'll miss thirty out of the next thirty-seven. <laughs> so bad. Sorry. So, so bad. I want to talk about. That's I've why seen I call a lot of most hurt. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people try and compare Debo Samuel's situation to uh, people like Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, um, Tyreek Hill, but they are all entering their second or third contract, if I understand. By the way, none of those dudes said shit publicly. No, all of these were handled privately. They 
all have multiple years at producing at a very high level. Um, yes, they all played with top level quarterbacks. That's fine. But still, Debo Samuel has done it at this high of a level for one year. He has an injury history. However much you want to factor that into the equation, it's worth discussing at the very least that he has missed a handful of games every year. Ten games, ten total in his three years. He missed one last year. Yeah, yeah. So the fact is that these are not comparable situations. You cannot compare Debo Samuel to Stephon Diggs, to Devontae Adams, to Tyreek Hill. I guarantee you almost any team would rather take those three receivers over Debo Samuel. The only thing he has going for him is his age. Um, Go ahead. You can't even compare him to George Kittle, who also missed a ton of games. And I'm going to tell you why. George Kittle had the best statistical season for any tight end in the NFL in history until Travis Kelsey went and did it. But that was his catalyst for that contract. You understand what I'm saying? Debo has never been the top wide receiver in the NFL. He's never been the top wide receiver for a single season in the NFL. That's 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns. That's cool. But look up who had the best yards total for a wide receiver. It wasn't Debo. There were receivers with more than 1,700. Cooper Cup just had how many yards that same year? It was over 2,000, wasn't it? A ridiculous amount. Yeah, yeah, over two. That's my point. Debo, you can't come in here and say, hey, I want to be the highest paid non-quarterback when you've never been the best at what you do, including being a wideback. You've never been the top scrimmage yard performer of your position ever. Ever. So you don't even hold you don't even hold the weight to say that and come in here and make that request. But again, negotiations, I get that. You just, he he just got to chill, man. I he mean, yeah. It, it it listen, my man too short said get it. Get it. You know what I'm saying? You should be getting it. <laughs> get while the getting is good. And that's what Debo's doing. You know what I mean? He's trying to do it. But this whole I think and honestly, I think one of the things that's a huge problem is that his brother went got out of pocket and said yeah. some shit. And I think that Debo wanted to keep it a little quieter than what was going on in terms of like an actual trade request value. Like he scrubbed his social media. That's for sure. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything when the brother gets out there and is like, oh, yeah, my brother asked for a trade. That's when a lot of the chirping and speculation starts. And it's like, "Mm, so maybe he didn't want that. Why didn't he shoot that down? Why did Tom Palacero tweet out? I talked to Debo, not his agent, not someone who knows Debo. When, when someone with a check mark who has a history of reporting in the NFL names the person specifically, he didn't say a source. He said, I talked to Debo and he said X, Y, and Z. Debo could, he, if he didn't say that to Tom Palacero and say, hey, my brother doesn't know what he's talking about, it's water under the bridge. I still, I still chalk it up to the dude being 25 years old. He's like, oh, well, cap's out of the bag. I might as well just say it now. Right. Like, whereas maybe a more seasoned person goes, oh, you know what? My brother is not authorized to be saying stuff like that. I don't know where that came from. This and this and that. Debo's like, whoop, hand in the cookie jar. Might as well say it. You know, that, that I think there's a little bit of um, a lack of experience there in terms. Like, this is Debo's really his it's his first contract. Right. Like, you can't necessarily expect somebody to go about it 100 percent the right way. You gotta you gotta give somebody a little bit of grace in terms of like their youth, right? 
for me as someone who's my age if i can't give grace to a young person knowing where i was at at 25 like that's on me right you know the 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 curse of the curse of old age is knowing that youth makes mistakes that's one of those things like you want them to do better you don't want them to make the mistakes that you did but at 25 i was a moron so i don't necessarily blame debo for not you know going about this 100 the right way if debo changed agent right now how different do you think the situation looks Honestly. a lot a lot i don't know enough about the agent that he has but i think that it's um i when when it was tweeted out that there were three top end wide receivers looking for contracts with the same agent. I didn't like that specifically because the first person that blinks is going to look like an idiot when the other two sign for more money. There's it's a lose, lose right for any of those guys. And if it was me, I'd be like, look, I can't be competing against you two because I'm trying to play football. I'm trying to get mine at the same time. I'm not trying to look bad and hold out for all this time because if you're in the same place, like if Debo is waiting for the highest paid non-quarterback position and he's competing with AJ Brown, good luck. Cause AJ Brown's better than you, bro. Sorry. It's true. And if you want to talk about quarterbacks, don't I mean, miss me with that. Cause it's not like Ryan Tannehill is that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And what does that agent look like? If Debo gets more money than AJ Brown, imagine how AJ Brown responds right. to that. AJ Brown's like, wait, why'd you undercut me, bro? Come on, man. That's a good point. This is I, – I I just – this this agent, unless he's – hello. Unless he signs a deal that's the same for all three of these guys at the same time, he's going to piss somebody off. He's yeah. going to piss somebody off. It doesn't make any sense. You know, so, so – go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say Ace Pro has asked this a few times. I want to make sure we get to it before we miss it. Mike, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday, what we would envision for a Debo Samuel trade. Matt. If the 49ers pull a trigger, what would you expect to see in return for Debo Samuel? I said it earlier in the chat. I think Debo Samuel to Houston for number 13, a 2022 second round pick, a 2023 third round pick with the escalator clause going to a second if Davis Mills doesn't play enough and Jimmy Garoppolo has to take over. I think that's about right. People saying two first round picks for Debo Samuel. Listen, Kansas City didn't get that for Tyreek, so you're not going to get that. You're trying to get value for, for Debo Samuel while at the same time, you're trying to get cap relief from Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if you can somehow slide Jimmy Garoppolo into a Debo Samuel deal, I'm like, do that all day. Just get him out of here. Yeah. Cause that's also a distraction. The 49ers need, this has been one of the worst off seasons in 49ers history for these two issues alone. And that's all of their own making in terms of like, you're looking at, you can't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. You're holding on to him. Apparently, they value him more than anybody else in the league does, right? Like, in my opinion, once you get past his injury guarantee, cut his ass because he's not guaranteed. Let me – can I can – I, yes, right, I'm going to call another timeout here. I don't – I don't uh, – I don't think this is the worst offseason for the Niners. And – I said one I of. They, one of. Oh, okay, okay. All right. That yeah, all not the worst. No, no, no. Oh, okay. One of. But I agree. Optically, too, not from a personnel standpoint. Okay, okay. But personnel – yeah, personnel's good. Actually, they, they got better. This team spent this offseason improving their worst uh, phase of the game, which was special teams. So they boosted that dramatically. I'm very happy they, about the Ray Ray. We haven't were, talked about that, but I'm very happy with right. that. Right. Hired a new guy. They went out and got two or three of the top guys. Oh, nice, too. Teams. Right. Uh, but even with the handling of the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, 
once I took my emotions out of it, and if I have been anti-Jimmy for a very long time, right? But I think from the franchise's perspective, they handled that the right way. And what I mean by that is this. If you you guys invest, you guys buy stocks, you guys trade at all, just a little bit, okay, when's the right time to sell? When the stock is high, right? And the and you, when it's low, you don't want to sell. It made no sense for this team to just release Jimmy Garoppolo when he's injured. It made no sense at all. I understand that it was only seven point five million. You could have taken seventeen million with you, right? I I understand all of that, right? But Jimmy Garoppolo is before preseason going to become healthy. Injury guarantee off the books, right? Once he's healthy, that stock is immediately higher than what it was if you had to release him prior to the injury. And so I I get it. Emotions high. No, that's what, would, that's what I'm saying too. Like they, they can't you can't release him while he has an injury guarantee. It's not enough of an upside. What I'm saying right. is once he's not injured, if nobody's a taker still, you got to cut his ass because he can't be here next year with underneath right. Trey Lance. You can't have that underneath a young quarterback. It's not fair to Trey. I completely agree. And so he's got another physical coming up soon. And once he's deemed healthy, then they can cut him. And that 7.5 that we were talking about losing or taking a hit on, even that's gone. So the Niners, unbeknownst to the faithful, are actually playing the Jimmy Garoppolo thing the no, right way. I get it. I, I'm saying from – optically it looks like oh the 49ers you know the layman fan and we all know how the fans can be sometimes right the layman fans gonna be like fuck they don't want to pay my man Debo he's so good though bro right like oh shit they couldn't get nothing for Jimmy Garoppolo and they're just gonna keep him on the team fuck I don't get that bro and like why don't they know why Jimmy Garoppolo needs a shoulder surgery they seem so dumb bro you know it's one of those things where like the optically for the layman fan the team doesn't look the best Obviously, this is a bad offseason for them. They honest and honestly, for me too, you still don't even know if Alex Mack is coming back. Like, what the fuck are they doing for the draft? We oh, don't no, they, know. They, Nobody they knows. They were doing. Played a bunch of holes. Yeah, you signed you signed Charizard. We we love Charizard. He's gonna be great, right? Like uh, that's our nickname for Trivarius Ward. It's just like I love Trivarius Ward signing. I think that's a great signing or whatever, but like you guys gotta figure some stuff out, dude. Like, because the fan again, the layman fan thinks. Jimmy Garoppolo prevented the 49ers from signing people they wanted to sign. Wouldn't and you yeah. can't you can't argue with them about that because that's just what they think, right? Right. It's like if you want the the optics to look better, the 49ers are going to have to do, and they're always going to do what's better for the team or whatever whatever. I'm just saying like optically this has not been a great offseason for them. Yeah, and and you know even even with um you know the waiting waiting out of the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, right? You have to Sorry, I was watching NFL Network. I, I thought something new about Debo was coming up. They did showed something over here. Um, damn, I, I forgot what I was going to say. The the Debo thing. Um, and no, no, no. I was going to say something about the Jimmy thing. Um, you're right to the to the layman fan, right? Like they don't they don't get it. They're going to sit there and say, but that's why you can't interact with everybody all the time. You got you got to separate yourself from what they I see. I don't interact with anybody on Twitter cuz I I just can't do it. I'm he doesn't just even like, talk to me. He doesn't even talk to me. Palm, I'm like, "Golly, like y'all." It's but like, I get I it. But, think but, that way. Yeah. In, in a football term in terms of the locker room, when you come to training camp, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, you got to get him out of town because Trey does not need to look over his shoulder at Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Like that so, does not need to happen. Trey needs the room yeah. to spread his wings. Like that's that that is what it is. And for all the people, and I, you know, I hate to do this because people, you know, it, it's always a sore subject. But all the people who are like, now would be the time to bring back Colin Kaepernick because he's like a fit with Trey Lance. No, 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 no. Besides the fact that Colin Kaepernick is polarizing, the second that Trey Lance throws an interception, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. They're going to be like, put Kaepernick in. He led us to a Super Bowl. Trey Lance sucks, blah, blah, blah. No, you need to give this kid time. He's going to make his mistakes. He's going to make some awesome plays. Growth is the goal. Steady progression. That's all you want. And you can't do that with Jimmy Garoppolo or a Colin Kaepernick or whoever. It's why they signed Nate Sudfeld to a $2 million guaranteed deal. Because Nate Sudfeld, no one's going to be the first time Trey Lance throws an interception. They're not going to be like, "Well, put put Nate Sudfeld in; he's better." You don't have to worry about that. They're going to be like, "Dang kid, maybe you'll get the next one." You know what I mean? Like, there are levels to this game, and 49ers Twitter is like the prologue, right? I hate to say it, but a lot of y'all need to sit back, stroke your chin a little bit. Read your tweet four or five, six, seven, twelve times before you hit send because a lot of y'all tweet out some dumb shit. And I hate to say it because I love y'all, but like the, like the tweet going around today, like the tweet going around today saying that Debo has all the leverage. That was, that wild. was wild. That was wild. I, I yeah. No, I responded to that tweet and I never got a response because dude who tweeted that out has no response for it because it's it's Oh, he responded to me because my, my, my tweet did numbers and he, he was like uh my definition of leverage is a person doing everything they can to benefit themselves at the end. Yeah, so I responded to that tweet and I was like, listen, a person can have as many resources as they have. That doesn't matter because one, the team has more. Two, he's right. under contract. Yeah. Right. Three, if he holds out, he's a restricted free agent in 2022 because of the new CBA. Day one, if you hold out, there's a clause that automatically kicks you into restricted free agent territory. Um, next, if they want to tank you, if they want to be petty, they'll hold you under contract. They they will either use you if you want to play, but to a lesser extent, when you come up for your contract, they'll franchise tag you and then they'll still tank your value. And then when you hit the open market at 27 and a half, 28 years old, you mm-hmm. don't have as much leverage because guess what? You're not hitting that 1400 yard season yeah. again. Yep. So and, and now let me hop in here real quick. Of, instead of getting the 20 million contract that is allegedly not good enough for you, you're going to get a 16 million dollar contract you're from the Jaguars kind of where, prove it where, who won't be able to use you for shit. And what are you left with? Right. So, Matt, you talked about earlier about his his brother's comments. I think it was I think it was you, Matt. But basically, if you guys missed this, his brother was talking, I believe, on Facebook or something like that. Um, he replied to somebody who said, trade him. And he said, don't worry, we're asking for a trade. And then not only that, um, he said he won't be a 49er. That's all that matters. Shout out to Brad Graham from SF Niner. She's the one who kind of compiled this, um, which is just kind if of ridiculous. Me, I would call my brother and be like, shut up. Yeah. Shut your mouth. You yeah. don't know nothing. And then you said it earlier that his brother, I think it was you or, or, or uh, Mike, his brother kind of spilled the beans, and that's, again, Brad Graham. He said he was told by somebody in Debo Samuel's camp that his brother did spill the beans, and maybe that's why this whole report got out there, and Jeff Darlington had to contact Debo directly to confirm or deny the report, 
in which he did. Maybe the 49ers, like Jeff Darlington said, were aware for the past week or so that Debo Samuel did want a trade. They were trying to handle this behind closed doors. But because Debo's brother put this out there, it now is public. I'm telling you, Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo to Houston for 13, a second round pick, 2023rd that can turn into a 2022nd. You, you trade back, you draft Tyler Linderbaum to solve your Alex Mack problem. You draft Christian Watson, not Watkins, Watson, as Mike corrected me on. And then you go from there. That works for me. And the, and the Niners even went out and got a little bit of security. They knew what they were doing uh, with the Alex Mack situation when they tendered Daniel Brunskill. This guy right, can right. fill in. He can he can fill in as a as a corner, a fucking corner center. Uh, if if he if his number is called, you know what I'm saying. So uh, it's it it is what it is. You know. So here's the here's the kind of picture that as I've now just put together. Um, hey, there is his brother, Tyquan Samuel. You know, don't worry, we're asking for a trade. He won't be a 49. That's all that matters. Wild yeah. stuff. It seems like Debo brother is a slightly less annoying version of Patrick Mahomes brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, he's not on video with this shit. He's not dancing with this shit. Yeah, exactly. And horrible dancing too, by the way. Like, yeah, I, I can I can tolerate this a little bit more, um, you know. But at some point, Debo's got to say, like, look, that's my family. They're out there. They have my best interest, our best interest. So they're just trying to negotiate on my behalf. Like, but they don't have any control over this. It's between. Yeah, you don't have to throw them under the bus. Yeah. But if Debo wants $25 million a year, listen, this is a fan base that looked at Jimmy Garoppolo last year and was like, 27 too much for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about wide receiver. What happens, and I've talked about this because I've had problems with, with the way that Debo Samuel conditions himself. What happens if he pulls a hammy and misses six games? Then what's that look like? Right? Right. Yeah. You turn that into. And it's not like Debo Samuel's injuries have not been like, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Ayuk in his rookie year that missed time because he broke his arm or whatever? Or was it Ward? It was like Jimmy Ward or somebody like that. But it's not a broken bone, right? Like this, right. You, you pulled your hamstring because you came back because you're eating McDonald's and shit, <laughs> right? Like, no, like, I mean, and you're young. I get it. Like, that's the way that it goes with young guys. So but then like, his brother came out. Issue injuries are it's it's can be an issue if you're not staying on top of it. And he looks like he's doing it now, but who's to say if that continues? So Debo's brother came out. Appreciate you sending this, Mike. Um, basically saying, y'all take shit and run with it. I don't know anything about what's going on with my brother. Come on, man. Come on. Maybe that's that the, is the case, but then hey, he must be te- he must be teaching a cycling class because that's a nice little spin he did. That was 100% the cleanup. Yeah. 100% the cleanup. Debo was like, yo, bro, what are you doing? I didn't tell no. Like, this wasn't public yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's what this was. This was this was 100% the cleanup right here. Yeah. And then 12 That's hours like later, when you tell that joke, right, to in front of a girl, and she gets hella offended because it's like a sexist joke, and you were like, <laughs> it was just a joke. That's it was just a joke, really right. Yeah. I'm just playing. Yeah, this is Taekwondo oh. trying to split the contract. Right. <laughs> Now we we have this we have a situation here where we're trying to figure out what exactly the Niners can get for Debo, but is Debo really on the trade block? It's one thing to request a trade; a team doesn't have to honor it. Like, do you guys think the Niners are looking to trade him right now? No. I mean, if if it's up to Matt Mayoko, no. you know nobody's safe on the 49ers. Nobody's safe. Hashtag quote from July 2021. Yeah, right, like. 
I think if the right value came up, and I think that there's been some speculation that Houston is looking for a wide receiver at 13. Listen, if you can spend Debo, who was a second-round pick, into a 13 overall pick, and you go from there, maybe that's something. But I don't think you're actively shopping him. You you have to get what you want for Debo, right? Like, it has to be a good offer. You're not just going to give him away for peanuts. You're not going to give him away because somebody's like, well, Debo wants out, so we can we can lowball you. That's not the way that it's going to go. You're going to get multiple picks for Debo Samuel. You might not get what Tyreek Hill got, but you're going to get something. 13 is what we got for Buckner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems to be the I know it's number. a bad luck pick, dog. Let me let me let me answer your question, Mike. I don't think they will. Um, I don't think they, they're actively trying. Josina Anderson tweeted out earlier today. Meanwhile, my understanding is there's currently King's ransom is what she said. Yeah, there's feeling currently within the, the Jets organization that wide receiver Debo Samuel won't be moved at all unless San Francisco gets a King's ransom per league sources. I don't think the 49ers will trade him unless they get something that's just so ridiculous they'd be dumb to to turn it down. Maybe they're listening. Maybe no. they're seeing it, what other people listen, are willing dude, to offer, but I don't think that they're It's actively... tail as old as time. Dude, it's fucking April. Who gives a shit about April? They're going to go about their draft. They're going to go about their offseason workouts. Training camp's going to hit. Debo Samuel is going to be like, I'm not coming. I'm not doing nothing. Preseason games are going to hit. And all of a sudden, what's playing in his head is all by myself. And he's not getting any fucking game checks. And he's like, dang, man, I should actually play some football so I can get some money. And, and I should take, I should negotiate a contract in good faith rather than like trying to do all this other stuff. Rather than, I don't know, talking to Parag and John about what I actually fucking want. Right. Well, there's, there's two things to that. April, yes, that's true, right? It's super early. But on the flip side, it's before the draft. So if there is going to be a time to make a move for the 49ers, now's the time. Because if this happened two months ago or right after our playoffs loss, playoff loss uh, then the Niners are kind of like, all right, two weeks have gone by and we're not getting many calls. That takes his trade value and drops it and diminishes it quickly. Right now, the other 31 teams are like, yo, we got a week to see if we can put together a package for Debo. That's in favor of the Niners. You know what I'm saying? But the other thing is, if he does decide to hold out, not only does the CBA say he goes to that restricted free agent thing, he reverts back to the same year of his contract. You don't get credit for your fourth year. You will come back as a third year or going into your fourth year player, and the Niners have your rights for that year and can still tag you and so on and so forth. He's doing himself no favors here. He's doing none at all. Right. And, and it'll be telling if the if a trade is going to happen, it'll happen before the draft. If the 49ers do not trade him for before the draft, they're not trading him at all. Uh, Mike, a little off topic, agree. but 49er minded wants to know what flavor hookah you got. Okay. So tonight is a combination. I have this orange mint, which is incredible. And then I have this um, tropical. It's coconut and pineapple. So it's a very citrusy mint flavor that I, I got going here i like it i like it yeah um all right guys. To everybody out there by the we're way we're gonna be wrapping this up within the next 10 15 minutes or so probably um my question for both of you we'll start with with mike is there someone in this draft that you feel would even come close to being able to replace Debo samuel's production maybe not right away because that's asking a lot of a rookie but in a year or two's time 
is there somebody you would feel comfortable saying, okay, we could part with Debo because we can get X. So it's it's funny you asked that. Mike Garofolo actually tweeted some someone out today. Um, and this guy, I'm not saying he's Debo, but this guy is, uh, all right. His name is, uh, he's from Tennessee, uh, Velas Jones Jr., all right? Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the tweet to you guys here. It says, 49ers just wrapped up a pre-draft visit with Tennessee wide receiver Velas Jones Jr., versatile player as a returner, receiver, who moves well with the football in his hands. And then this is sarcasm at the end. If only the Niners had a need for somebody like that. This is the team saying, hey, we got all the chips on our side. This is big bank takes little bank. This is this is negotiating 101. Like they are owning Debo in every sense of it. They're releasing who they've worked at. This isn't the only workout that the Niners have had. You know what I mean? This isn't the only meeting they've had with these draft prospects. It's not a coincidence that this story comes out today. This guy is somebody. And by the way, they already have other players on the roster that can get the ball out of the backfield, get the ball downfield. This is just this is this is fool's gold right here. This is Debo is making a fool of himself in the red and gold. Like it's it's just bad. So there there are options out there. Um, so agreed. And you don't need to hit up the top end wide receivers because a lot of this and, and what a lot of people aren't talking about um, is. How much is Debo propped up by Kyle Shanahan's system where he's working him in open space, right? If you trade him to, let's just say, you know what? He likes Robert Sala. He wants to go to the Jets. Is Robert Sala and the Jets going to work him open with, you know, their quarterback to the same extent? Is he going to have the same success? Or is the fact that Kyle Shanahan is so good at working people open when he schemes for Debo He's scheming to get Debo open, and he's so good at what he does that Debo will be open. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, on that touchdown that Trey Lance threw him, why was Debo Samuel not within five yards of any other player on the field? Is that Debo because he's so good at separating, or is a lot of that Kyle Shanahan because he was like, we're going to do this, they're going to react to that, and then Debo, you're going to be open, right? I mean, that was a layup throw. And people are, I mean, people like to criticize Trey. Oh, he underthrew that. I mean, when he it's had to, that open, who gives a shit? He had to throw it there so that way he could cut back. If he had yeah, a exactly. hit and tried, he would have run right into the throw. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, a, it was a perfect throw, right. Yeah. Uh, but you, you reminded me of something that I wanted to say when Zach was talking about, um, about the Josina Anderson tweet. That tweet was more important than what people think. She went to the Jets. She didn't say who in the Jets organization, but Robert Sala is there. And you can bet anything you want that Robert Sala called Kyle. Is Debo really on the market? This was not a GM to a GM call. This was a friend to friend phone call. Is this guy really here? You know what we were willing to give up for for Tyreek Hill. They didn't accept our trade. They went with Miami instead. This was a friend to friend phone call that said, hey, is this true? And Kyle said, hey, bro, if it's not a King's ransom, it's not happening. I'm sorry. No disrespect, but he's too important, too integral to our success. We want him here. People forget. Kyle really likes Debo. He coached him at the Senior Bowl. Kyle loves Debo. He's not getting rid of him for nothing. Like, it's not happening. 
It's not happening. So it it is. This is still a little bit of much to do about nothing. But the reason we're doing this tonight is because we have sourcing that says that Debo has said some of these things from Debo Samuel himself. So we have to address it. But at the same time, it's one of those situations where if they're not going to get again, like Josina Anderson said, a king's ransom, it's much to do about nothing because the 49ers are going to pay Debo if he's still there. Debo is going to play for the 49ers because he can't hold out. He's not going to hold out all year. That's that never happens. Right. I think Carson Palmer is the only person I can think about that was like, I'm not coming and then didn't come. Recently, but, you have uh, the running back from the Steelers. What was his name? James Conner. No, no, no. Oh, shit. Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Le'Veon Bell. He yeah. Held and then he was team. trash afterwards. Yes. It went to the Jets. The Jets. Again. The Jets. And did nothing. Yeah. So that's the last time I can think of someone holding out an entire season. Did not work in his favor. I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think he'll do it. Um, And again, to me, this kind of feels like it was a bit of a negotiating tactic. His brother leaked it, and now it turned into a whole bigger thing than Debo ever anticipated it, it being. And maybe his tweet was damage control. I don't know. I, I really don't know how to interpret that tweet because, like Mike said, I'll be right back, to himself in, you're good. Referring to himself in third person, the whole situation's weird. But I don't think he wants to be traded. I mean, how many times have we seen, or you know, how many times, how many of these draft experts or NFL experts have we seen come out and say, "Well, his best fit is right there in San Francisco. Why is he going to ask to go somewhere else to not be utilized as much as he's utilized here?" Not only that, if he goes to New York, if he goes to the Jets, they're not winning more than six games for the next couple of years. Do you really want to compete, or is it that much about the money? Um, and by the way, if it's if it's about the money, go get the money. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah. say that to the Niners. I literally only want to go to the highest bidder. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Just make your stance clear. Don't waste the team's time. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't don't play with the emotions of the fans and all that stuff. He sat. He soured the fans. But Zach, I want to throw something back to you. You asked us um, if there was a prospect that we thought maybe you know could take his role. Was there someone that you had in mind? You know, I wanted to ask Matt too, but you know, he stepped away really quick. Was there someone that you had in mind that maybe uh, could be a Debo Samuel type player, or or maybe a better fit for the system that we are anticipating coming? So I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't say he's a Debo Samuel type specifically maybe but they attended Drake London's pro day. He's a top top prospect in the draft, arguably one of the top receivers prospect in the draft. The 49ers were there. This was back on April 15th. Um there's a reason they went there. I mean, they're not going to one of the top receivers pro day if you don't have at least some sort of belief that you might have to draft somebody at that position. I'm Hey, I'm cool with, with uh, London. I'm cool with Watson. Um, I saw Steve commented earlier, Olave, Chris Olave would be a hell of an addition as well. Any of these three guys, I wouldn't say make it okay, but it would ease the blow to me of losing a guy like Debo Samuel. And you, there's a comment down there that says Debo won't lose his yak ability. And I I question that. I, I really do. They had Yak Bros before Debo was ever producing, right? How much of that is actually Kyle's system? Getting these guys the ball in space. 
How much of that is on Kyle? We right. haven't seen these guys leave and go and produce anywhere else because they all stay in house. But I mean, we're getting to the point where it's that time. It's that time now where guys are going to start going. Kendrick Bourne was he as good? I know he was New England's number one receiver, but what were the numbers? What were the targets compared to you know the the, the um, efficacy? You know how how efficient was he compared to how efficient he was here in San Francisco? You know what I mean? Like these are things that we are gonna we're we're at the at the timeline now where players from here are going to start to go. I can tell you this, Trent Taylor wasn't the 49ers version of Trent Taylor over with Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? He was he was not the third down guy that everyone said we can't let go of, right? We got to start giving some credit to the guy that Jed York said is the best offensive mind in the league. We got to start giving this guy some credit. And un- isn't I- it funny we- that Jimmy Garoppolo gets that pass too? Like, right. for as average as Jimmy Garoppolo is, Kyle throws him layups with that scheme, and he's still throwing an interception per game. He still has that Jimmy throw where we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yo. Right? I totally agree with you because when people say he'll still have that yak ability, I mean, when Debo's running right and all the other receivers are running left and there's nobody in the way anymore because Kyle schemed it that way, how many other teams can do that? Not many. And that's that's what's going to happen. And I think it's a situation where, you know, how I mean, how many times did people come from specifically on defense from New England's defense? I can think of a few um, that were I mean, Larry, Larry Brown, wasn't he like a Super Bowl MVP with the Patriots? And then he went to Oakland and knew shit. Right. Like how many people leave the Patriots on the defense and then don't have as good a season? Because they were propped up by the scheme. Same thing with Kyle. You can't you can't have it both ways, right? Either Kyle is a genius, right, or or he's not. And to say that Jimmy Gar- oh Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback, we should keep him. Okay, he's got all these numbers. I mean, his numbers are okay, but if Kyle is the genius that you say he is, that means Jimmy Garoppolo is inherently a worse quarterback than his numbers would state because Kyle props him up. Conversely, if you think Kyle's an idiot, then maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is better than what, but nobody thinks that, right? Like how long is Kyle's coaching tree now? How long is that Shanahan coaching tree at this point? Right. Well, I, so, so I, I agree it, with you hundred percent. I say it all the time. No matter where Kyle has been, he's done it with people. Matt Schaub while he was in Houston, right? Look at what he did um, in Cleveland. Right. He had Josh Gordon had a phenomenal year with him. Look at what he did when he was in Washington. RG3 and Kirk Cousins looked great. Pierre Garçon had his best year. That was with Kyle Shanahan there calling the shots. Look Damn, at what he, he did threw in Atlanta. Back to Pierre Garçon. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, look at what he did in Atlanta. Right. Matt Ryan had his only MVP year. He's never even been mentioned as a candidate since Kyle Shanahan has been gone. Right. George Kittle, one year, best tight end in the game. Debo Samuel, look what he's doing. Raheem Mostert, I had Philly fans calling me saying, I can't believe we had this guy on our roster and we let him go. Kyle Shanahan takes different players every single year and makes them a star. He makes them a household name. It's time to put some respect on that guy's name and what he does for the players, not what the players do for him. Debo, you're the next name on the list. Exactly. If Debo Samuel's not careful, he's going to be the next uh, Tevin Coleman slash... 
whoever the other guy was who I can't even remember. Anymore. Marvin, what, what, what was the dude's name that uh, he was? He was with Seattle. Freeman. No, 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 no. Uh, God damn it, Harvin Percy Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. That's he's right, going right. to be the next one in. Like exactly. It, it's it's. Dangerous. And I'm, listen, listen. I think that the team does get a little worse if Debo Samuel leaves. I'm not saying like Debo is just like kick his ass out the door, right? My thing is like, I don't need a malcontent on this team. If you don't want to be here, then you can leave. That's so, the way it is. Somebody asked in here, and we can touch on this, and then we'll start to wrap up. T.A. Rugg, do you think 10 would be enough from the Jets? They also have 4, 35, 38 in the first two rounds. I think you should get more. Yeah. I think so. Because even if they got 10, they're not keeping 10. They're not going to draft somebody at 10. They're going to trade back. How, do you think they've even done due diligence on the top 10 picks in the draft? Fuck no. They didn't expect to pick there. They're not even worried about it. Right. They know some guys that they want. What again, this is what I said earlier. Okay. Draft Tyler Linderbaum. You need a center. He's the best one in the draft. I don't give a shit about his short arms. Let him get in there. He mauls people. Listen, if you got a chance to draft an offensive lineman from Wisconsin or Iowa or what those two specifically come to mind, you draft those dudes. Right, because those dudes are hard-nosed dudes because those teams just run the fucking football all day long. Those are the guys that you want to get out there. And then if you can trade back and turn that pick into another second or a third, maybe you draft a wide receiver to help mitigate the loss of Debo Samuel. And then after that, it's, okay, now we draft a guard because we lost Lake and Tomlinson, and we don't want to just like throw some – we don't want to just depend on Aaron Banks to all of a sudden get quicker feet and get out there. Right? you maximize the potential to throw something against the wall and see what sticks. And I think that's the way that you have to go. But in terms of Debo Samuel, I don't care where he goes. Just throw Jimmy Garoppolo in with that shit. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Is 10 enough? Uh, no, no. 10's not going to be enough. You know, and the, the comment that you were just on for TC, he says uh, 10, 35, and 38, done deal. And initially you want to say, like, that's too much. That's three picks in a row for them. But that leaves them with number four, and they could trade back from that position and acquire more. I'm talking about they as in, you the know, Jets. the Jets. Yeah, is that the, that's so, the Jets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Jets. Oh, okay. the Jets I have, mean, yeah, yeah. They they have a lot. They, that's I mean, a Jets that. move. That's that's four picks inside the top fifty. That's that's a lot. Now, if you're willing to give up two, three of those in TC's case, uh, you can still trade back from one of those and still acquire more that might be something that they're willing to do. Um, and again, you have to look at the haul that Tyreek Hill got, you know, it wasn't multiple first, but it was what, four or five picks or something crazy like that. Right. Um, 10 in short is not enough though. Not, not for Debo, not this year, not coming off the season. He had Debo stock for the rest of the NFL is at an all time high. You don't let it go for just one pick. Facts. Uh, Sonia Wilson okay, asked this earlier. Sorry, sorry, real quick. I just want to answer Mike's question. So Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. It was for a 2022 first-round pick, which was 29 overall, which is a late first. 2022 second-round pick, number 50. 2022 fourth-round pick, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a 2023 sixth-round pick. And honestly, Tyreek is like head and shoulders above better than Debo Samuel. Yeah. So that's why I think just throw Jimmy Garoppolo in there as maybe, hey, 
you know, Zach Wilson, who knows just, if he'll just, just take the he's salary. A vet. Zach yeah. he's a vet. You can you can offer us the same exact package, just take the salary. We're okay mm-hmm. with that. You know what I mean? Like that's I said that earlier in chat. I was like, Debo does, or uh Jimmy doesn't have any real inherent value on the field. Right. This is just a salary dump move. The salary dump, which is why a team like Houston might be the actual target. That's why I think 13. And and Houston again is rumored to actually be shopping 13 for a wide receiver. Right. So um, if you can package Mike. Jimmy in with that, because listen, as as not as kind of nice as Davis Mills played last year, you don't know, right? You don't know. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of value. They just got three first round picks from the Cleveland Browns for Deshaun Watson. They're not hurting for picks. So this is one if Houston is a team that's kind of ripe for a slight overpay for those things yeah. because they have the resource and they're like, well, I mean, you know. If something happens with Davis, at least, you know, Jimmy's kind of there. But, like, deep man, Debo is so good. Remember him last year? He was right. so good. Remember when he caught that touchdown on us? He's so good. Let's pay a little extra for him. So it could work out to the 49ers' favor. They just have to play it the right way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go ahead, Zach. You were saying something. I'm sorry. I, I wanted, I, no, no, no. You're good. I wanted to ask you the question on the screen, and we'll go Matt after. Would you trade Debo for Amari Cooper and Kareem Hunt? Would that be enough? I mean, oh, man. Just straight up, huh? Straight up. I'm going to say yeah. Wait, wait, what's Amari? I got to look up Amari Cooper's contract. Hold on. Let me look that up really quick. 20 mil a year. Oh, shit. Nope. It's a no from me. What's Kareem Hunt getting? Uh, I think Kareem Hunt is getting like eight. God, man. I mean, you want to move this guy in hopes of getting some cap relief. Listen, my thing is Kareem Hunt, like Kareem Hunt is like an add-on. That's like a nothing thing because the 49ers will will turn chicken shit into chicken salad in terms of running backs. Like, I'm not worried about that. They'll make whoever good enough, right? You're talking about Amari Cooper for Debo Samuel swap. Dude, Amari Cooper doesn't do it for me. Yeah, but he's a really good receiver. Like, route running. I, I agree. The contract is what's giving the me contract the contract is the issue for me. The contract is what made me hesitate because player for players, that's a good trade. Right. You're improving. But, but contract, yeah. but the contract is not. Right. That's what hurts. Yeah, that's what hurts. So, yeah, yeah I might have to pass on it because of the contracts, unfortunately. I'd pass too. I mean, they're both older players. Amari's got that injury history I mean, worse than like Debo. Exactly I, like their older I'll players. I'll say this, though. I wouldn't do it, but I'll, I will say this. If you take Debo off this team and put those two players here, we're Super Bowl bound. Yeah, the, the team is way sure. better with those two players. It's, for sure. it's not it's not Super Bowl bound for the next four years, but it's Super Bowl bound this year. I, I will say that. Yeah, I mean, Steve, Steve said Cooper is paid less than Kirk. Yeah, that's because Jacksonville is full of idiots. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. Kirk's contract is only for four it's years. Four for 72. 72. Yeah, that's not even true. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, seventy-two. No, no. Four seventy-two is like it's, it's like that's 17. five point five. That's five point. I mean, fifteen point. Would no. It's seventeen five. I think. Yeah, seventeen five yeah. a year. Sorry. Yeah, that, no, uh, that's less than a mark. Ta Rugg said, as a Jets fan, I'm very surprised you feel Tyreek is that much better than Debo. I respectfully disagree. I think they're very different, but statistically, Debo is better. So that's fucking false. No, no. Well, wait, hold on now. Maybe this past season, but but over the long term, that's false. 
but they have a pretty bad quarterback there. I don't think Wilson's who they thought he was. So Debo improves the numbers of a bad quarterback. We've seen it. We, we've literally seen it. So I think I understand why a Jets fan might feel that. My way. argument is, though, would Debo be that much better under Patrick Mahomes? Because he did get targeted a lot. It's not like he didn't get targeted. He had 77 catches. It's not like he wasn't a huge part of the game plan. How much, what is your ceiling, right? You didn't produce for long enough. You have three years, only one over a thousand. How many years does Tyreek have? And how many years over a thousand? And how many times have we seen Tyreek Hill put up the deuces to somebody because he just straight outran his ass? But you said 72 catches. That's for Debo? 77. For who? Debo. How many of those came within 10 yards? That's my point. Shitload. Yeah, but 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 would you agree with me that that's where Debo Debo works within Debo's going to catch it within ten yards on the line of scrimmage. He's not a guy that's going to catch twenty yards downfield. Ten yards to negative five yards is Debo's area. Right, and but that, what I I'm, mean, what I'm saying is those numbers improve a bad quarterback's numbers yeah. because he's not required to go downfield as much. The okay, volume. so so Debo Samuel. In the what is it, the three years that he's been with the Niners, right? Three years has mm-hmm. 10 touchdowns receiving in that same span. Tyreek Hill has 31 receiving touchdowns. God, fuck out of here. Like, because Tyreek on. likes to go downhill. So, Debo to the Chiefs wouldn't make any sense. No, Debo no, but, the Jets with Tyreek is Tyreek is a I'm yak guy too, though. Exactly. It's not just like Tyreek just like catches bombs. Like he's not like a fly route only guy. Like Tyreek catches stuff and goes. It's his speed though. He houses shit. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's here's how I put it, right? Like if you swapped straight up, swapped Debo for Tyreek, would Debo make the Chiefs that much better? No. No. But would Tyreek make the 49ers better? Yes. Wait, not with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the point I'm driving home. The quarterback makes a difference in that situation. Yeah. If all things being equal, though, who do you think is the more talented wide receiver? Wide receiver is definitely Hill. Uh, it's definitely Hill. Hill. That's that's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay, so this like, is a good point. Forest here. for the trees in a vacuum. Who's yeah. the better wide receiver, Tyreek Hill? For so T.A. Rugg says, if Debo's not as good as Tyreek, in your opinion, why would the Jeffs offer more than 35, 38, and 69, which is what they offered KC and what K- or what they offered and what KC was willing to accept for him? Desperation. No. You think they pay a premium? <laughs> it's Fami- the- honestly familiarity with with. With uh, Tala. Robert system with LaFleur is over there, right? And LaFleur, yep, yep. So yep. It's, it's system familiarity, but it's also again to cover up the flaws in your young quarterback to give your exactly. quarterback more confidence. It's, like, I it's know, like what I said, right? Bad quarterback dream, b- bingo, exactly. Yeah, that's what you started the show with, exactly. And we that, got a super chat. I think they would give up a little bit more there. We got a super chat from my guy, Sean. Package him with Jimmy. They can be on IR together. Probably why they are close. Maybe we could trade him to Divas in San Francisco. He likes to dance. Come on, man. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. Dang. It's, it's hard to disagree, man. Sean, I, I love it, man. Keep it coming. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. We're going to be wrapping these Carolina trades McCaffrey for Debo and Jimmy. Get out of here. I don't want McCaffrey. Here. Wait, I will say this. I've talked to a couple of Panthers fans. They are really high on Jimmy. I'm not saying anything is coming down the pike. I'm not saying it's not. I would, but. If we can get a one 
and McCaffrey for Debo and Jimmy. I would take that, but not a two I wouldn't McCaffrey. touch McCaffrey. I would trade. He's so injury. He's like injury prone yeah, now. Yeah. I would trade Debo and Jimmy for Brian Burns in a second and a heartbeat. Brian Burns, yes. Yeah. Because then he could stick his ass opposite of Nick Bosa and you guys yep. got like the best pass rush in the league. Yep. That's the dream trade. If He's... we're talking to Carolina, send Jimmy and Debo, send Brian Birds in a second. I sent yeah, a first yeah, earlier yeah. on Twitter. Give me McCaffrey. Give me and Brian there was Brown. a there was a Panthers player that was like, Why would we give you an all a pro all pro and a first? I'm like, Yeah, you got a point. Okay. Give me a second, take Debo and Jimmy. Sonia Wilson said porno Jimmy G. No, it's it's Hooters Jimmy G now. Hooters, Hooters Jimmy G, yeah. I want some crab legs from Hooters, man. Uh, just to say, like, for Panthers fans out, they're not moving Christian McCaffrey. His uh, cap hit this year is 8.7. His That's dead cap is 26.9. That's a lot. They're not That's moving. Good. They're, they're going to move Brian Burns all day, though. Yeah, they're going to lose almost $20 million just moving him. Then They're not going to do that. So yeah. Christian is stuck there. Hey, this might be slanderous, but if I get as much as a fourth-round pick for, for Jimmy. And Jerry oh, okay. Garoppolo and Brian Burns. Give me Brian Burns all day. Just the fourth, those two guys, and yeah. just and uh, Brian a Burns. Secondary pass rusher, a secondary pass rusher to go with Nick Bosa. Give me that all day. Well, Brian Burns in a fourth for Jimmy and Debo. I don't even give a shit. Give me that. Wow. Thank I you, think. by the way. T.A. Ruck, you said you guys are great. New sub here, even though I'm a Jets fan. Have a great night. I love That's when fans I, sub of different teams. Love it. Thank you. Thank oh, you, by the way, Zach, should we hit on the fact that we finally hit 2,000 subscribers? Finally. Finally. It only only about 400 videos in, we have hit 2,000 subs. So I feel like we've been talking about this forever. It, it, it's, it's yeah, it's the freaking broken record. Friday, we will be announcing the winner of a 49ers jersey. I put up the poll on our Twitter. I think it's still active if you want to go vote. Who, who, would yeah. you rather win an autographed jersey or one you can wear? And it's like resoundingly an autographed jersey. So the winner will likely get that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. It's a good point. Whoever wins will get to choose. Um, We'll have to have like a comment because you can't really select through your list of subscribers on on YouTube. So comment or something and we'll be able to pick somebody out of the the comments in our like one of the videos. Um, We'll do this video. I'll turn it up. Pick a number between one and two thousand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. Comment on this video. Not, not a live chat. Wait for the video to end. Come back and drop a comment with your name, and then we will be able to get in touch with you. It's a little difficult on YouTube, but we've done it before. We've done it like eight or nine times. We'll do it again. Um, we'll get to pick between an autographed jersey or one you can wear. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for helping us get to 2K. Dylan got the comment. That's why I got the Bosa jersey from you guys, not Diva Debo. You got that jersey because I got drunk and got out of pocket. Made you a bet, bro. Oh, <laughs> hey, just be careful with the uh, giveaways on YouTube, man. I did one, and uh, people just make fake emails and say, I'm this person. And unfortunately, with YouTube, you don't have a way of proving it. That's so I, I sent out three things to one person because they kept saying, oh, I'm the real one. I'm the real one. I sent out three of whatever. The, I think it was like a $75 gift card for Amazon or something like that. But Damn. Yeah, they, they got me. They got well, me. Well, shit, you just gave everyone the idea, Mike. I'm just kidding. All right. Shit, I'm <laughs> Edit this one out. You got a I'm video gonna, I'm going to need a picture of your ID in order to, to claim the prize. How about that? There you go. We'll, yeah. we'll do some verification on who you are. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, and if, we, if you're one of our regulars, and it, like we've had a couple, like Dylan is in here all the time. I know Melissa was one. Yeah. I know we had like a couple that we know who these people are. So right. like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. No, they, but if you're just some scrub. Jersey is it. Um, 
Ace brings up a good point, though. Burns is in his last year, too. So Burns and Bosa would both be, Ooh. you know, needing these contracts. Well, Burns ain't making 30 million like no, Bosa. Fuck no, fuck no. No. He ain't that good. Yeah, like I said, secondary pass rusher. Yeah, he'll come in around 18 to 22. 18 to 22. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, guys. Both are going to make 30, though, for sure. For sure. I think that's going to do it for this show. Bit of an emergency podcast. Debo Samuel requesting a trade. Everything was crazy today, but thank you. And huge thank you to Mike for joining. As always, we love having you on. I'm glad we could finally get both of you guys on again. I think we'd only been able to do that once before. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. (laughs) So thank you, everybody. Hit like, hit subscribe. Like I said, wait for the stream to end and then drop a comment on the actual video with your handle so we can pick a winner come Friday of a 49ers jersey. Absolutely. Before I take us out, Mike, tell tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, guys, if you don't know, uh, so this is my Twitter handle. Oh, it was there. Oh, there you uh, go. This, this is my Twitter handle right here, 49ers Mike underscore NFL, if you guys want to give me a personal follow on Twitter. Um, I'm not on there as often as I'd like. I probably spend a total of an hour and a half a day on my actual Twitter. Uh, but if you guys want to uh, look up nothing but Niners, uh, hashtag NB9ERS, and wherever you find us, I am there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, that's where you guys will find me. So uh, if you guys are not subscribed, head on over to youtube.com slash nothing but Niners and uh, give us a subscribe. All right. Subscribe, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And uh, I would love to have you guys there as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Um, Dude, it was really cool to have you on here with me. I know we kind of missed each other the last couple times. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate you. Much love for you. Um, As far as everybody else. Listen, we're going to try to come back to you some point this weekend, I think, for another show. And then beyond that, guess what next week is? Draft season, baby. And if so Debo does here. get traded, we might have to all do individual shows. Yeah. We might be in the first round again. Like, let's we go. Might. <laughs> we might. I feel like we're going to do another draft show regardless anyway. So um, who knows what the 49ers are going to do? Shoot, I, I will do a draft show, whatever. I don't even care. I'll watch the draft with you guys. I plan on being live at least for the probably the first two days. So that's a big commitment for me, but that's all right. It'll happen. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Follow us at all our handles down below. We appreciate you as always. Um, thank you for joining us for this emergency podcast. Um, maybe much to do about nothing. Just keep your fingers crossed. 49 will be fine either way. So with that being said, until next time, everyone, go Niners.